You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that! Suck it off! Shut the good video top! What a yoga! <laughs> Uh, hello and welcome to season three, episode one of the Waste High Rugby podcast, uh, the pod that people are actually now asking for, and we shall keep on obliging and keep on recording. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Jack, uh, Adam, as always, the Keen Bean, and today we have uh, Matt Shaw from Songdao uh, here to talk us through the touch tournament they did. Um, so very quickly, gents, how are we, Jack? I'm good, mate. Bit sore, bit sore off yesterday, but but all good, all good, all good. Had a nice holiday, but I'm glad to be to be back with the boys. A bit later than we thought, but that's my that's my fault. Apologies for that. But yeah, back with the boys and recording again, and looking forward to a new a new season in Norwegian rugby. It's going to be awesome. It is. It is. Yeah. For a, a little bit of context, we, we actually were meant to record last week, um, but Jack fell asleep at about 7.30 saying that his bed was too comfy. So that was his excuse for not recording. And it was just Adam and I stuck on here for about 35 minutes waiting for him. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Adam, how are you? Yeah, mate, I'm really good. Buzzing, ready, ready to go. Um, it was a bit of a full start last week. Um, so I ended up chatting to you, which was nice. But um there's been this like hole in my life. Um, I've had this extra kind of two hours a week back, which is, I don't know what I've been doing myself. My fingers are getting a bit, a few blisters, but it's all good um, from doing all the typing uh, of what I'm going to say on the next pod. But it's uh, it's great to see your, your beautiful faces. Um, and I'm excited for the new season going ahead. Uh, had a good break and uh, roaring to get back into it, boys. Love it. And finally, Matt, welcome to the show. Uh yeah, how are you doing? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for, uh, I was going to say thanks for inviting me, but I feel like I probably canvassed myself onto this at some point anyway. But uh, finally, yeah, so yeah, cheers. Yeah, no worries. You're taking a leaf out of Adam's book and just like wrangling your way in until you're actually a full, full-blown member of the pod. I don't, uh, well, I don't want to get to that stage, so <laughs> you can do that anyway uh great no great to have you all with us um so yeah there's kind of as you said a new season is is approaching in norway um there's already been some tournaments so there's been the the touch tournament in songdal followed by uh, the one in oslo uh, two weeks ago and then there was a sevens tournament yesterday um and then there's a lot of stuff coming uh, coming up in in the pretty near future like the snow rugby and, and other things so yeah quite, quite a few bits to get into really so um I guess first and foremost, let's dive into this, the Songdal Touch, um, organised by yourself, Matt and Adam. I know you were there as well. Um, so maybe, firstly, let's get the the opinion of you, Adam. How how was the day in general? Then let's hand it over to Matt. Then, yeah, yeah. So uh, for, as we've always talked about with my rig, I'm not really built for sort of touch rugby or anything, so I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, you know, a good seven hour journey up into the middle of nowhere. Um, not really ready to get back into rugby, to be honest, after all the all the turkey sandwiches after Christmas and things, and I wasn't sure what to expect. But I was actually really pleasantly surprised of how much fun it was. A uh, load of people there. Um, I'm not just saying this because Matt's here, but it was it was very well organised. 
Um, and yeah, it was it was it was a great great atmosphere. Everybody was was getting stuck in. What I love about going up to these sort of places like Veek and Songdal is that they seem to get the whole community involved and really get the backing of everybody. Probably because not much happens up there. So when there is something that happens, it's probably just a massive deal. But um, it was great to see everybody after Christmas. And, you know, we'd had like a, a you know, couple of months uh, away from seeing the rugby community. And, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good buzz, really good atmosphere. And it played in, in good spirits. Um, yeah, just uh, just trying to get as many cliches in as I can, just, just off the bat. Because it's, it's been a while since I've been able to express some cliches and annoy Jack. I've I've missed this. I've missed this so much. <laughs> You're I've been in yeah. Norway. I've been in Norway all all Christmas. I didn't go back to England over the holidays. So I've just had people saying what they mean for like for like two months. <laughs> <laughs> I've had no cliches thrown at me for ages. So it's good to be back. It's lovely to be back. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. Um, but uh, yeah, no. As as a player, thoroughly enjoyed the day, mate. It was uh, it was really good. Awesome, uh, Matt. Tell us how this came about because as long as far as i'm aware this isn't like an annual event or anything so kind of how did it start who was helping you with it all and yeah give us a give us a bit of context behind it <laughs> how did it come about uh i basically just fancied it so i started organizing it but um well last year no yeah last year we had a had like a big training day um in that same time of year in january we had like Bergen come or Bergen Rugby Club and BSE, the girls from Bergen came to join us in like prep for snow rugby. And we also had um Anne, Anne Hay from uh Rugby League Norga. She she came with the manager of rugby Europe, no rugby league Europe and made you like a wheelchair session. So I have this like really good day. There's about 60 people that turned up, everyone was doing like kind of snow rugby rolls indoor or trying wheelchair rugby league we was like that was decent what do we do better next time and then i just thought well why don't we just have the touch not nm since no one's done it before and so what did i do sent an email like august 2022 said hello can i do this obviously they said yes um and then just just snowballed from there really didn't really know who would turn up um to be honest i honestly thought it'd be like veek eldar sogendal bergen or something and then loads of people got keen so yeah it's really good so in terms of how it started it was just like i guess i think i was on paternity leave and i was just bored <laughs> in fact i was it's like oh this one is yeah i'd have been on paternity leave uh, as if i'm fucking busy enough as if I wasn't busy enough. Am I allowed to swear on this? All right, cool. Um, yeah. As if I wasn't busy enough, so I thought I'll do that as well. Um, so, yeah, and then thankfully, we've got a really good group of people in Sogendal who will do anything. They're all called Eidsauna. Uh, some of you know, like Oliver's been playing. I think Oliver played for Blinden, didn't he, at some point this year, or last year, sorry? He so did. Yeah, I think I can't remember which game it was, but he has played for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think him and his what would that be? That'd be his would that be his cousin or his uncle? It's a complicated family tree, but his uncle Ben was playing as well. Um and uh, better not to get into family trees outside of Norway. Yeah, yeah. Norway. Anyway, 
They're all called that name, and they're all like our committee, and they're all decent. And basically, if it isn't for like Lynn Oliver's mom and um, Veronica, her niece, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I'm basically just, I am a new like pride. I'm taking credit for someone else's work as well now. So, you know, like Veronica put like, she put some serious hours into that to organize it. So, yeah. I can't remember what you asked me. How did it come about? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was bored and just sent an email and then lost my mind for the next six months. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just interested to, because it sounded it sounded like a great day, and we we were going to take a team, but it was a bit, it was a bit close after after New Year, which was unfortunate. But yeah, what I mean, what goes into organising a day like that? Because <laughs> you've had a lot, you get a lot of people on who in who are involved in the playing side of stuff, but not necessarily Ooh. the organizing side of stuff. It'd be interesting to know how, what went into it and how hard it was. And if you're going <laughs> to, I'm going to do it. Uh, well, some people want to do it again. I'm not sure if I want to, like I put a post out on Facebook, like a day or two days after I looked at my phone and you know, screen time. I was averaging like two weeks prior to that tournament. I was averaging like, I think it was about 11 and a half hours a day on Facebook Messenger. Uh, it was ridiculous. I remember like, just like nights before, my missus is in bed, two kids asleep, and I'm just crouched next to this light so I don't wake them up just on my phone because I've got no battery, so I have to plug in. Just answering stupid questions. And that's a bit harsh. I don't mean stupid in that the question itself is legitimate, but when you get it like from 25 people at the same time, just oh, Jesus. And I guess that's probably a point to make, but I don't think a lot of people realise that most of this stuff is like a one-man band or, you know, very few people doing this stuff. So, like, for example, with the snow rugby that's been happening the last couple of years in Mukdalen, that's basically been Isak, Isak Homodal, that's organised that. So, yeah, your phone's exploding all the time, just answering fairly straightforward questions. And I'm pleased people message me, and I'm happy to answer them. It's just... It all comes at the same time. And it's just, it's interesting you ask that because I got a message about a player's poll and I just was like, group one. I was like, all oh, right. And I wasn't like being a dick when I asked back. I said, what, just out of curiosity, what makes you think, what, 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 what do you think there is one? How, how do you think that happens? Because I'm thinking, shit, is it something else I forgot to do? But we just said, oh, no, I guess I just took it for granted. I was like, yeah, there isn't really a players pool. If you need players, find a team. Or if you need to find a team, I'll help you. So we just, like, for example, we had two lads. One ended up playing for Rivaldas. One ended up playing for Tromsø. Never played before. Ended up getting a silver medal. <laughs> but um, you just kind of have to organise it organically. But, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff you have to do um, on your own or independently like veronica for example she sorted out loads of sponsorship to cover things like the balls that we had to pay for and get we got them custom made um <clears throat> she organized like all the um accommodation that was on campus just trying to think what else we obviously had to organize first aid pay for that um me i must have spent I reckon I must have spent about 16 hours in total reorganising an Excel file because the team's like Christian Sun dropping out last minute. Um, so things like that, you just got to do. Um, 
yeah, it's just a lot of time. It's just very time consuming. It is realistically a full time job. But look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I sent an email to NRF after some like reflections. I said, like, I think there's some people in in the organisation that need to start really recognising how much work we volunteers are putting in. And mm. I think there's a fairly strong argument that you could pay people a little bit of money to put these tournaments on and probably copy something like how NFF do with football. Like, you have like a a regional development officer, whatever. They might not be the main organizer, but they can put a lot of the legwork in. But ultimately, yeah. it's all around volunteers, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, on on that Matt, like, um, I, as one of the players, and the feedback I got from my team was like, you know, a massive thanks for for what he did because it was, like I said, it was it was such a good atmosphere. Uh, it was really well organized. Um, there were, there wasn't much weight between games. It was just the right amount of rest between the games, and everything was kind of explained really nicely. And what I really liked was the fact that you had like, you know, a couple of games where you'd earmarked for social players and people to come and try down. And there was there was posters everywhere saying if you want to try, you can play today, which I thought was really really cool. So even if you got like one extra player player interested in rugby that day, then I can see that as a success. And I think like there is a lot of I think it's. It go runs through about, about all of us in our own respective clubs can think that there's, there's with volunteer work. There's always it always seems to be the few do a lot, um, and I think um, I don't think that goes unnoticed within your own own group. And 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 I think that they need to be celebrated a bit more, in, in my opinion. Like you know, a pat on the back for those people. But uh, mate, the work that you did there was absolutely fantastic. And we 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 were already talking about like wanting to come back next year. So hopefully you do. D that doesn't put you off like the amount of work that you did, but uh, maybe just learn about learn to learn to delegate to some people now and again. But um, yeah, it was it was a really good fun day, mate. Really good. Look, look. What? I mean, I was supposed to do the pod, and I do apologise. You got me all that kit and everything, and I was just too busy on the day with yeah. two teams. And I don't know if you, I told J Jack or Ed, but we uh, we did actually manage to do one recording, and it was in the bar about oh that night. And it was the most cringeworthy interview ever. <laughs> it couldn't, it couldn't go live. But uh, we'd had a we'd had a good couple of beers, and I remember you saying that you know it was all worth it in the end, just like looking around the bar and everyone having a good time. I mean, surely that makes it worth it in the end, eh? Yeah, about a five minute clip you sent me. It's like most embarrassing thing I've ever heard. But there were some valid points from it. Like I remember you saying something like, <clears throat> "There's a few older boys from your club, Stavangu. You haven't really." I'd involved for a few years and we was able to get them back. And I was like, yeah, that's quality. There's been loads of stories like that um, from that day. Like Eldar, for example, they had like just the same set of kids, including two twin sisters. They played in the men's open, the mixed and um, the, the juniors, because obviously the girls are playing everything. So it was like sisters playing together. Then you got like Joe Bula, the Norway rugby legend. He got to play with his daughter. I didn't realise it's such a big deal, but his wife was saying, like, oh, it's like made his day. He, like, told all his family back home and, like, he had this picture on Facebook and was like, all oh, these comments, I'm assuming in Fijian. I don't know what they're saying, but it sounded happy. And he's just, Facebook had exploded. So that was good. And just little things like that. Like, we had loads of, we had, like, at least two or three pairs of, like, father and son or father and daughters in, um, in our setup. And I think you might have had, a girl playing with a family member in Stavanger. I think it was like a really young girl. She joined middle of the day, she's like 13, 14. I think she's playing with a family member as well. Yeah, so it's an ex-head head coach of Stavanger, a guy called Alex Deesner who lives in Bergen. So he'd come over to play for us, brought his daughter with him. 
And it, and he was just absolutely stoked because his daughter had never played rugby before and she was really eager and she got involved and she was she was actually really good. Well, going back to the other guy that you were talking about, I hadn't played for 10 years. He was so enthused about playing in the touch. He actually came to the AGM the other week, other night, and he's now the president of Stavanger Rugby Club because he's so, so he, he enjoyed it so much. And we've been we've been trying to get him involved for, for years because he's uh, he's a top bloke, Alex Smith, his name is, and he's um, you know, he's he's a really uh, he's he's a lawyer and he's he he wants to he's kind of around the club, but got involved with the plane and then he's like, right, how do I get involved even more? And now he's the president of Swanger Rugby Club. So you kind of catalyst for that, mate. So thanks for finding us a new president is quality. But you just it just goes to show these like those little catalytic uh, events that can have a momentous like um, shift and in, in momentum and, and make things happen. So you've got to be really proud of that, mate. Yeah, I, I am. It's just like I said, now that I've had a few weeks off or whatever, I've basically not done anything rugby since that touch tournament. I look back and I'm like, that was mint. Like, yeah, I must admit, I'm a little bit bored right now in terms of rugby stuff. So maybe something will happen. To be honest, my intention was to try and get like like master's age groups as well, but that would have been chaos. Um, I wouldn't mind trying to organise like a master's kind of vets touch NM. It's like starting from like 30 plus or whatever. Because um, my actual, I guess my long-term aim is I'd love to have Norway, a member of, uh, what's it, Federation, International, Federation of International Touch. Like Sweden sent like six or seven teams to the Touch World Cup. It's in Nottingham this year because they're all at age groups. So it's a great way to keep people in the game. Imagine like saying, oh, I've got to play for Norway, my 40-plus team. Plus it's obviously going to be a decent session, isn't it? A week away or whatever. So that's that's one of my aims. If we can get like Touch, I guess, formalised in Norway, that's that'd be good. That'd, I'd be very happy with that. No, and I think, um, I mean, we, people in terms of rugby circles, you know, touch has a kind of reputation of like, yeah, maybe it's just like a warm-up game for training or, but when we were, and I'd never played touch like properly before, but when we were training for this tournament, because we were, we were seriously, we were going to come and we wanted to, we wanted to do well. And so we were training properly for this tournament and it's, it's a proper game. It's knackering. Like it's proper it's hard work, like really hard work. And the rules are, you know, the rules are good. And it's just, it, it's, it's a class game to play. It's really, really class game to play. And I can see how it's definitely like the gateway, the gateway code for, for rugby, because it's super fun and anyone can just pick it up and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you say, if you're a 13 year old girl or if you're a 45 year old, like you can still play against each other with it. I think it's, I think it's quality. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that the 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 touch the rules and that were all set up as off season training in in Australia for for league and union. It combined both elements of the game, and it was basically a way of staying fit in the off season. But then it just exploded because it was like it it, it just um, opened the doors to everyone that played with that sort of shaped ball. Uh, so that's why I think it could again, Jack. Great point because I think it could be a great way of opening the door to get more people in developing the game because you don't have to worry about the contact element, but it's, it's fast paced. It's, it's got all the core skills that you need just without that. Uh, and it just gives people a little taste of, Oh, do you know what? Actually, I, I could, I could have, could have hit in there. You know what I mean? And then uh, uh, springboard them into the, the contact game. If you look, if you, it's interesting, if you look on YouTube at some clips of touch rugby in like New Zealand and places like that, you can actually see like highlights of like Richie Mwunga playing touch back in the day and 
like those skills like he's he's probably one of the most skillful players you you'll see right but he developed that playing touch like without a shadow of a doubt and it's it's absolutely insane to watch um yeah i i think i think touch is one of the best ways to kind of master the basics do it well communicate you know the the core bits of the sport right which can easily be transferred over to contact so i i think it's great well yeah you can find um same kind of highlights for sean johnson and benji marshall two like kiwi rugby league legends it's interesting what you say about like yeah it might be a gateway but i think and this is kind of my personal opinion i think it also means it gives an option for those who don't want contact right i think we might get some who go oh yeah i fancy a bit more but i also think in Sogendal we've got a lot who only want that and we want to cater for that like our memberships exploded in terms of registered members in our club just because we've had the touch in them we've got people who will exclusively play torch i think we kind of just need to accept that like it's not one or the other or one has to progress into the other i just think it's about giving people options like for me personally rugby full contact rugby is just not an option for me anymore because my shoulders shoulders knackered i'm old i've got kids I don't want to have to drive four hours to Bergen for a home game. That's mental. Um, so yeah, on a purely selfish basis, if there's more touch games, it means I can I can stay playing. But um, I don't know, Sovendal, Vik, Eldar, these clubs in the kind of middle of nowhere in Sogdalfjordana, we we have probably a more Norwegian base, if that makes sense. And they're a bit apprehensive to contact. It's new for them. It's very unusual compared to most sports have played um but we just need to front up about it and say cool okay you don't want to play contact that's fine like there's another option now because there's a part of me i think so i wonder i do wonder if we've ever recruited someone and i know that this has happened with a youth player i just won't go into it i do wonder if we ever recruited people and contact's been the only option and then they've kind of gone bloody hell this is rough this isn't for me really and then we've lost them Whereas if we could keep them in touch context, it means it's another body at training, which means which always helps for further recruitment. Like, you know what I mean? If you turn up to a training session where there's two people, you're not interested. But with like in a place with a population of five people per square kilometer, getting 25 people at training is pretty decent. But most of them have been on a touch basis. Yeah. But um I think I've got one and I probably will progress to contact, but it's it's on their terms, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you should never, you should never force people in, in, into contact. But I just mean in terms of, um, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think the the beauty of, especially the the trainings and stuff, is that there's so little contact in those training sessions that, and there's always catered for. You don't have to, you don't have to do contact. And I know in previous in Blindern and stuff, it was mainly because people were were cropped so they couldn't do contact and they had to wait for the weekend but now it's more like because you've got kids and you've got some older people who don't want to do contact and that's that's completely fine um but i just mean yeah touch and just just to get it's just a game that people can come and just join in i think that's the most important thing is why is football or you know these other games so accessible is because you can just do it and just join in and, and it doesn't matter where you are or or who you with you can just play and i think touch is one of those things where you can if you've got a rugby ball you and a bit of bit of grass or a bit of 
couldn't stress like a bit of Astro turf. You can just play it like it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we had a lad who played for us, this American fella. Yeah, uh, listen to this. So it was a touch NM on the Saturday. We met this guy on the Thursday night. We had like a final session, and this guy was playing Unihawk on a unicycle before our training session, and then just stuck around. He was playing Unihawk, you know, like in a bandy. He was playing on a fucking unicycle. <laughs> and uh, it was like, all right. And then he goes, oh, what are you playing? I was like, I'm playing rugby. It's obviously just another weird thing to do around here. He goes, oh, yeah, I played a bit when I was like 15 in Pennsylvania. I'll stick around. And then he played on a Saturday. He's like, oh, I love this. He's not played for so long. It's good to be back. And then he was, he was decent. But... He probably probably wouldn't have been well. I wouldn't have considered it ethical to go. All right, come and play if it was like say sevens or rugby league on the Saturday. The point was he was able to recruit someone within two days. And I think Eldar got a kid he was just watching. I think Mike and Isak dragged him into a kit and <laughs> made him play. But you can do that, can't you? Touch. But yeah, I, do, I know what you're saying about the contact. On the flip side, you know, realistically, we're just thinking, right, if we can get people doing touch, then we just go, right, rugby league's just touch with a tackle. You know, it's touch, and it's touch hold, then it's a wrestle, and all of a sudden it's nearly rugby league. Um, that, for me, is a progression. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with, with all sides of that. Love it. Um, going, going back to the, the day itself, from kind of what you can remember, are there any... You know, are there, are there two or three moments that really stand out for you in terms of either the whole day in, in general or specific moments or certain players or, or anything really? But like, what kind of really stands out for you? Uh, I don't know, actually, because there's loads of stuff going on. Like, I would say, like, the fact that everyone just... I don't think there's any negative comment whatsoever. But, like, just random people coming in, oh, fucking hell, are you mad? And then shaking my hand, like as if saying, Oh, he's not just this keyboard warrior, and like saying thank you and stuff on the day. And I was like, Wow, that's mint. Like, I never expected that. Like, people just literally saying thank you. Like, someone from Trondo was like, oh, Really appreciate you putting this day on. And like, I remember, like, the night before, like, you know, we'd set up, we finished setting up at like midnight, but like, I didn't sleep because I had to share a bed with one of my kids. And I was up again at like five to make sure we was in the hall early. And I was like, am I regretting this? And then, like, stuff like that, just like, no, I'm not regretting it at all. But other highlights, I'm trying to think, we're just loads. Like, like I said, just Casper playing with his dad, Jay, in our club, Joe and his daughter. Um, seeing, like, Rebaldas play, because, like, I've never really come across them as a club. Um, there's loads, really. Like, uh, I honestly can't think of, like, a specific highlight. I'm just trying to have a... Just trying to have a think. Uh, Adam, I guess whilst, another... whilst Matt's thinking, Adam, well, maybe for you, what was like one of the highlights for you as a as a player slash you know not not an organizer, less pressure on you. So I was going to say just quickly that surely one of the highlights would have been would have been Adam Jones playing touch rugby or trying to play touch rugby. I was uh, I scored quite a few tries actually to be honest with you, mate. I scored. Uh... <laughs> Go five tries over the over the tournament, which I was quite happy with. Um, no, I, I think um, some of the things that Matt Matt turned on, but it's, uh, the general atmosphere was absolutely great. Like just getting back with the community was 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 really nice. But from from a personal point of view, it's just uh, it was it was it was really nice to see just um, 
that we, we our girls teamed up with Sandez um to and put like a they're the girls team. Uh, so we've been trying to get a relationship with Sanders. That worked really, really well. And then also uh, we had a mixed team. So I got to play with my missus. Um, cue the uh, jokes. But yeah. <laughs> and and we, we actually won the NM gold as the mixed team. Uh, so it was really nice playing on the same team as, as my wife. Um, and yeah, having our son there watch us win it. It was uh, that was that was really good for me. But um yeah, just just the, the 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 whole atmosphere was just it was just it was just generally I don't know how to say it about sound really weird, but like it was just generally really good fun. Everyone was in good spirits. Everyone was playing really well together, I and mean, there's some really good rugby on show as well. Actually, just uh, considering like it's relatively a new setup for most teams. It's you know like like Jack said before, it's normally something you just do to warm up before you go to training. But um, actually focusing on right, we can do this and coming up with new strategies to how how best to to play the game. Uh, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You thought anything, Matt? Yeah, I think my highlight was bollocking Mike for kicking off at one of her refs, <laughs> and, then it, and then he came up to say sorry to me after. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as my highlight, actually. Just, just to confirm, this is Mike Pride. Of course, yeah. So, Mike, oh, that's that's interesting then, because I know Mike Pride had had something to say about Ed bashing refs. So then uh, he's not. He's not innocent. He's not innocent then, is he? Either. So there we go. That's interesting. There you it's go. That bloody passion from Vic for all mental. Like apparently one time they hosted an NM in cross country running, and like the whole town was obsessed with it. We got a website on for it and everything. We take all that stuff super seriously. So it's rubbing off on him a little bit. And like so funny to see a man that big, like just become that big after. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I, I, I know I know where Mike's coming from. I remember when I got injured once and uh, you're so used to having rugby as an outlet that you just become very, very angry because you've got all this pent-up aggression that you can't get out. Mike's unfortunately injured at the moment, so he's probably but he, yeah, he's probably just like really pent up and, and pissed off that he can't play. Like so he's just put yeah. There, but, there, yeah. Was a couple of, uh, there were a couple of interesting moments of the, the Oslo touch, which I'll, I'll I'll get into in a bit, but yeah, similar things. <laughs> But who, in terms of in terms of the day, then can you? Who won? Who won the tournaments? And what what tournaments were there on? And who and who won? If you can remember, if you can't, that's fine. We'll, uh... Jesus. Um, so there was like a men's open, so like just adults. Um, that was won by NTNU. Right. Wasn't yeah because yeah that was won by NTNU because a mix was won by Savanga. Um, then the women's, it was like a best of three. There was only two teams, so we just was like, well, how can we get them to have as much game time as possible? So we did the best of three, and mm -hmm. that was B BSI versus Stavanger slash Sandness. And BSI won the series. Um, and then in the, there was one final um, competition, that was the youth boys, so like under 16s, and that was Sargana who won that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't really think about the other positions, really, off the top of my head. I know that Tromso, for example, Tromso, they were runners-up in the men's. That was pretty funny because there was, like, six of them. One of them was a, a girl who couldn't come off in because they played men's and mixed, and so she couldn't sub herself off because they always had to have a female player on the pitch. She, she must have been knackered, but uh, <laughs> she played everything. But what, what else? Adam, did go in the men's competition? 
Yeah, I didn't really want to talk about that because we were, there was two groups basically, and uh, it was whoever topped the two groups went into the final. And uh, we played; we were in the same group as Trondheim, and um, we were. It was it was one one, uh, which is a very low scoring game because it was very close. Uh, and I actually gave away an intercept pass in the the last play of the game <laughs> uh, to, to for them to win, uh, which put them in the final. Um, so yeah, I didn't really want to talk about that, Ed. But thanks. Um, that was not on a highlight of my day. And, but, uh, wait, just just please correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't that twice you've lost to Trondheim recently? Oh, oh. Well, Blinden weren't there. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, because if they were, then we probably would have won. Without, well, we did have we did have some Blinden boys who played for Tromso actually. So we did. Uh, they did get to the final. So there you go. Yeah, we we had two runners up actually, Adam. So you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I'm about G, Mr. G fella, who I've yeah. only ever heard about via this podcast. Yeah, because I was watching this Trumpster team. And I was like, bloody hell, where did this lot come from? And I was watching this rapid fella running about. I was like, what? Who's this guy been hiding up in Trumpster? Obviously, it turns out he's a Blinden fella. Count it as a miracle that he found his way there on time. So. Yeah, I mean, I assume he did. I don't know if he made the first game or not. I'm he not probably sure thought he was. Watching them he probably thought it was before Christmas, so he got there just in time. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have a joke that he's he's on African time plus plus plus. Like he's always late for everything, like ridiculously late. <laughs> so uh, if he gets there, if he gets there half an hour late, it's a miracle. Like that's yeah. eight years. <laughs> that yeah, genuinely yeah. It's what uh, you haven't thought to just tell him the wrong time, so he turns up. No, we have, mate. We've told him the oh, wrong day okay. and he's still late. So, uh, uh, he's a good player, though, so he makes up for it. So, it's all right. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, I guess the big question is, Matt, same again next year? Well, I'm, I probably won't say too much, but I know that another club's interested in hosting, which, to be honest, is great for me. Um I'm kind of split about it. I kind of like the idea of it being an annual thing. Like everyone knows where it is, when it is. Or oh, January, that's that touch tournament, Sogendal. But I do understand like how difficult it is to get to, and like purely from a, I guess from a selfish reason, we hosted it because I know that I'd be able to get a team. I don't know if I could get a team somewhere else, but I've just got to accept that. Like to get a team, say travel to Oslo, it's a bit more difficult. So I think it's fair that other teams, if they want to um, host it, I mean, if someone's happy to do it, great. Um, hopefully we listen to this and realise it is probably, however many hours you think you have to put in, it's probably more than that. But if they can come to terms with that, then great. I think it's good that we spread, spread the things around, really. Yeah. I mean, it I sounds think... like the most important thing is that it happens again, whether it's with you guys or whether it's, in a different city or you know or something else but it sounded it sounded like an amazing down I'm, I'm quite you know disappointed that we didn't we didn't make it up but it sounded like it like a great day and if it's you guys or if it's somewhere else i think the main thing is that it happens again i guess I one think thing to think about is actually i should have mentioned it like i think whoever does organize it probably one of the most fundamental things they've got to think about is like the access to referees so like we pretty much had we had a few from Trondheim who probably ref because he was playing. Um, I'd say from actually we had Hans who travelled up just to ref. He came from Bergen. Frank was playing and refing, 
So most of them were playing and refing, and I think that's the only reason I've got the number of referees I've got. So that is probably something to think about. Um, I don't know whether that's anything to do with like finances or whatever, but it would be nice to have had a few more referees come over. Like we had a referee drop out like two days before, so I ended up refing like <laughs> five or six games as well. Um, so yeah, that's probably the most important thing to consider. If you're going to organise it, have you got refs that can be there? Have you got refs that can travel? If you can't, don't organise it, please. Mm. I think it would be great next time to, you know, if it's not in Songdal again, to keep it kind of on the West Coast. Obviously, we have the Oslo one, but I think it's it's really good to have one on the West Coast. Um, from yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's it really. Top I mean, input. I know, I know. I I just wanted to make that comment, but then I thought I thought I'd follow up with something else, but <laughs> no, my, my brain just froze. So. It's all right, I'm he's like, rusty. He's rusty like, from, the, from the winter break. I'd like to follow up, though. Like, initially, when I saw him this uh, calendar or Facebook event, that was a touch, like, a week or two after, and I was like, oh, Jesus. We're not going to get anyone from the East come because I'll just go and do this instead. Um, I don't think that was the case, but I am curious whether that had a positive or negative effect. I know, for example, we had a guy who... He's part of Sogondar Rugby Club, but he is a new member. He ended up playing for Rebaldas, and then he went to Oslo to play with them. So for me, that's a positive. He enjoyed the touch on him so much, he went and drove to Oslo two weeks later to play. But I'd be curious whether that affected things for, say, like Blinden or I guess Sagan probably would have never come to Sogondar anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I can comment a little bit on that. Um I think for Blinden, it probably did impact us a little bit um, because I think traditionally for us, training straight after Christmas like in the new year is is just like, it's really hard for us to kind of get any form of numbers. It normally picks up in like March, but especially traveling to Songdal and, you know, I, I hate to say it because I think everything that you've said today, I, I, I do genuinely agree with, but I think a lot of the players do have this kind of, kind of preconception is, oh, we're just going there to play touch sort of thing um but you know i i generally I, tr I really try to encourage players to go um and you know we did we we did get teams to the one in oslo but we only got 12 or 13 what 12 players we had 12 players come down which bearing in mind we're a club of you know over 30 or, or 40 registered people is is not fantastic right and that i think that's just reflective of the fact that it's, it's start of the year it's it's bloody cold people don't really want to be training at the moment um so yeah, a myriad of factors, I, I suppose. But um, all in all, you know, unfortunately, I can't compare them so well because I wasn't there in, in Songdal. But from what I've heard and from what I saw in Oslo, the one in Songdal was, um, you know, uh, and this is not to discredit Sharky for, for doing a, a good job in organising it in here. But I think I think the way that your day has panned out was a credit to to you and, and everything else. I, I think it was a lot better um, from what I've heard. Uh, the one in Oslo was good. It, it wasn't as long. It started at about one, one or two o'clock in the afternoon, and it finished at about five thirty-six. So, not too long. Not a huge amount of teams. I think in total there were only six or seven teams. Um, there was Blinden had, we had Blinden, then we had the Blinden Old Boys. Uh, Sargon had put out three teams, which are mixed. 
Uh, then they had their youth team. Uh, the Rebalders were there. And then I think uh, a Swedish team were there as well. Um, and then two girl teams. Um, so, yeah, not, not, not a vast amount of teams, um, but quite a lot of games, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was good overall. There was no winners, so there was no kind of final or playoffs or anything. So you know, for us, we we actually did really weird. Like it was really weird. We played five games, we ended up drawing four and winning one. <laughs> so, and I think in the process, we only scored like four tries. So it wasn't a very uh, high scoring day for Blinden, <laughs> but we yeah we did all right. Um, I, I won't name names but i think a couple of sargana players were taking it a tad too seriously and actually going in kind of full contact um that does not sound like sargana what are you talking no, about i know so basically also ed you were saying that i'm it'd be funny watching me play touch but i personally scored more tries in one day than your whole team did in an all time <laughs> just, just just saying just saying how um, many intercept how many interception passes did we throw as a team uh, actually, we I, I don't think we threw any from what I remember. So oh, therefore, okay. I win again. I win yeah, again. James, you win again. I think in all seriousness, kind of kind of to wrap this up about the touch yeah. a little bit now, I, just t absorbing everything everyone's been saying, I think, you know, we, we need to keep this alive. Uh, I yeah. think I, I could also see it being a really good way of, of involving youth in tournaments as well, because it's a game which all the youth guys can play, because we do need more games for our younger players. Uh, the calendar's pretty pretty thin for for the youth players. So if we can get another tournament or two in the fixture book where 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 kids can come as well and get a feel for the community with the, not just just kids there but kids and adults, I think that could be really positive. But we've you know we're very lucky that we've got you know people like Matt and and there's there's a Matt there's there's at least one Matt in every club that does a lot of work um, and the people around him and, and I think obviously we can use this this platform we've got with the, the podcast to kind of advertise this and, and try and grow it. And I think that'd be awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Well done, mate. Um, yeah, it'll be good to uh, see what, what happens with this in the next year or so. Um, yeah, well done. Okay, uh, please, please do, um, sorry, I was going to say just like, if you want it, if you want to kind of stay around and listen to some sevens chat, please feel free. But otherwise, if you're busy, you know. <laughs> I guess I've got nothing better to do otherwise, other than attending <laughs> to my kids, so I might as well stick around. <laughs> I just mute myself and listen. Yeah, just put the, put the, put the Scunthorpe bloke on, on mute for now. That's it. Uh, <laughs> it was all good. So yeah, yesterday was Lister sevens. Um, I won't lie, this is the first time I've heard of this tournament. Like, I think I heard it for the first time yesterday. Jack, you were there. Uh, give us a rundown. I, I know literally nothing about this. Yeah, we were there. So, um, basically, this was a sevens tournament, but a rugby league sevens tournament. Um, I think it's been advertised quite a lot on the rugby league channels and stuff, but I think it hasn't happened for a while. I, if I'm if I'm wrong there, I apologise, but I I don't think it's happened for for a few years. Um, but now with obviously the 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 league scene on the west coast especially is is kind of going from strength to strength um, with some new teams and some and some a lot of more players and and and, and all that kind of stuff. The list of sevens happened this year in Farson. Um, now Farson are apparently they've got like seventy players 
who are reg registered to train and train a lot and they've got a load of youth players as well and i think this is the first year where they're i think they're putting a team in the league if i'm not mistaken into the men's league so they invited us to go it's only an hour and a half away from christian sun so we thought yeah that would be a good we're still brand new we're still just trying to play rugby whenever we can so we thought yeah let's let's go over and see how it goes um it was sold to us as like a <laughs> to me anyway it was sort of like a nice pre-season tournament with a few maybe Farson would be there maybe another team maybe some under 19 league uh, Norwegian players because they've got the they're going to the Czech Republic I think soon to to play them um so it, it seemed like a nice kind of intro to the season and then we turned up and uh we saw the Sandness team and everyone they were all in their kit from the start and they were like warming up properly hitting each other tackle bags everything they had about 15 guys for a for a sevens tournament and we thought all right yeah shit okay this is this is legit then so um the tournament was there was five teams there was Farson who hosted it who did who did a brilliant job um there was Sanness who eventually what they won the tournament they won all their games um they brought they they brought their their proper team and they they looked like a really good outfit um and then there was Lillestrøm and there was Haugesson and Christiansen that's five in it yeah I don't think I'm missing anyone out so um yeah and we just played it was just a round robin basically so everyone played everyone um seven seven aside seven minutes a half with a three minute break um there was no post or anything in there so it was it was rugby league rules in terms of five tackles uh, and then you turn it over but then scoring if you scored on the outer kind of 10 meters um you got four points i think and if you scored in the middle you got six points and basically that's that's how it worked and it was a class day it was a class day everyone it was, it was played in really good spirits played in really really good spirits and uh and yeah it was it was it was just it was it was awesome and I haven't I haven't played a lot of I've played against a few of these teams, but it was really good to see like the Halgerson boys were there. Um they are absolutely massive. Uh, I don't think it was their I don't think it was their game, sevens on a 60 by 40 meter pitch, but they they put in a good shift. And then yeah, Sandness would Sandness just basically dicked everyone. They looked like a really good outfit. And then the Farson kids were just absolutely mental. Like they're just in in two or three years they're going to be awesome they're all sort of 16 17 now and they're going to be i think they make up the bulk of the the norwegian under 19s team um and they were yeah they were good we we nicked a couple of their lads to play for us as well because we brought a couple of a couple of the older boys got got injured pretty pretty quick so we uh we were down to we were down to a few we we're down to like five or six by the end so we had to uh, borrow some lads but they played really well um and then yeah Lillestrøm Lillestrøm always good they won the league last year and they didn't bring all of their big guns but they brought they brought a good handful of players and they 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 did well and then us yeah it was our first our first proper official competition that we did lost every game but we scored some tries we uh we started off well but then yeah just by the end it kind of you lose a few guys and you get a bit tired and then some other teams run through you've been playing well you've been playing for a number of years together but it was an awesome day it was it, it was class did you uh did you throw any intercepts though nah mate did not throw one intercept 
I was I, I played alright all day, but I'm absolutely battered now. I'm but my body is fucked. <laughs> I oh, feel God. about I feel about fifty years old. It's uh, yeah, it was no joke. Yeah, as I, as I said, I thought it was going to be like not obviously league is never a it's never nice, is it? It's never like a, it's just a battle, isn't it? Yeah, it's never like a calm. You don't do oh yeah, just hit them and then they'll go down on it. It was like never le- le- leisurely game of league, you know, just yeah, to, just yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. the webs out. Yeah. It doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, no, but full- just. It wasn't like just a rap, in, rap touch or whatever. It was like people yeah. twatting each other, but it was good. It was really, really good. Yeah, I really, well, really enjoyed it. Just to intercept Jack there a bit and just put a few um, uh, facts to his story. Uh, so Lister Lis- 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 is actually a place just outside Forsen, so it'll always be in that area if it's called the Lister Sevens. So that's the area. But um, Forsen are doing a great. They're doing a great job. So those young kids. Um, I went down there for a weekend about two or three years ago, and they they got a massive bunch of kids. I think there's. A, a lady called uh, Miriam Ustall, who's got about six kids herself, and they all play rugby down there, and she's mad for it. And they've got—they're a bit like the Aidson of Songdal. They just—they're mad, mad, mad about rugby. And the guy called Mikkel as well, who's played rugby for a long time, because they used to have a men's team that was part of the series for the rugby league. Um, and then some of these guys got injured or getting too old for it and stuff. So then they just focused on the youth. So these youth th- kids are coming through now. And they're now like a little bit older, so they're they're, they're probably the future fit. So I think Farsunder actually the men's team are going to, like you said, are going to enter in the series a, a team there. But they're the perfect example of just like a little pocket of uh, really enthusiastic rugby heads that just really want to play. Um, and they they got some good players like they, those some of those sixteen year olds. I saw at the grand final when we did the pod at the grand final, there were some of those guys down there, and they were playing. These sixteen year old kids were playing against full blown men, and they were putting in massive hits. And they absolutely love it. And it's just so good to see. Yeah. I mean, I got creamed by a couple of them. And, uh, but some of them, <laughs> which isn't that, I mean, it's not that hard, but it's, uh, they, they are absolute, they're, they're brilliant. And um, I think the whole, what they've done there in Farsund is like, they've, again, a bit like maybe Vico or Songdal or something. They've, it seems like they've got the whole town behind them. Yeah. Um, so there was parents and girlfriends and kids and all that, all these people were there to, to see it, and they, they they they've got a mascot. They're called the Fast and Bobcats, and they had the a bloke, Bobcat, yeah, uh, yeah, the bloke in the Bobcat costume with the Fast and top on, like running around all day. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Fair, did, I think the heating the heating was broken in the indoor stadium, so it was freezing. So I reckon he just put that on because uh, because it was <laughs> nice and warm. Um, did you have a load of kids staying in the hall as well overnight? Did they, oh, I don't know. They, that, 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 there's a there's a there's a, a gym next next to it like and that alcoa hall isn't it or whatever it's called yeah but, uh, I, I was just wondering what did you have an after social after as well or yeah there was like a pizza there was like a pizza buffet thing and um they took a there was like all the, all the people sort of mingled there was quite a few obviously it was a day tournament so the halgerson boys drove sort of four or five hours so they needed to leave pretty pretty sharpish but mm. um no yeah it was it was it was just a class day. It was it was really really good, and um, and we we were just thankful that we could we could turn up and and be another team in in the competition because yeah five team the difference between four and five teams I think made a made a big difference in terms of the round robin stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it was class. It was it was really class and some good some actual some good rugby on show really. Um, all the teams are different styles of play. Sandness ran it wide all the time. Halgerson just tried to truck it up the middle. Um, Farson were just everywhere. All they had uh, Christopher, the national team captain, has moved down to 
has moved down to Fleckerfjord from from Oslo. So he's he's involved with them now as well. So I mean, there's no one better really in Norwegian rugby league to be to be at the head or to be you know using their experience to help to help these kids come through. So he was he was a big part of the day as well. Um, and yeah, Lystrum were Lystrum got a couple of gun players that they that were, were doing a lot for them. And then we, you know, we didn't make up the numbers, but we just wanted to get in there and and, and play some rugby. We had talking about Matt says talking about father and son, father and son combos. You got the kind of the core of our club at the minute is another family. Is the is the Butterfield family? Um, they're from uh, the north of England, but they they've moved over here. Um, and they're they're four four people, and they've got Emmeline's the the dad, and he does most of the coaching for us. Um, he's the guy who sat down Kim Robin when we played Horton. It was quite a quite a satisfying thing to see. <laughs> Kim Robin just ran full pace at at, at Emmeline, and he just he just ended him. He just sat him down, and I think uh, I think I've never seen Kim Robin just give somebody. He was like, all right, okay, yeah, I respect this guy now. I respect this guy a lot. Um, so him and his son play. He's a big prop. Big prop played for England for a long time, and his son's sixteen and he's playing in the under 19s national team as a prop for the for the rugby league team. So those two played together all day. Um, so that was class again. Another father son, another father son combo. You know, smashing people and 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 putting big runs in. So yeah, that was great. But um, no, it was yeah, it was a really good day. I mean, I'm regretting it a little bit today, but um, no, it was it, it was class and. Hopefully, yeah, it will happen again next year, and we can we can put in a bit of a stronger team after another year of, of playing and and training together, and then we'll we'll put some we'll get some Ws and 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 hopefully win the thing one day. I'm just going to ask: Did uh, Biat play? How did he do? Biat played, yeah. Biat made his debut in. Uh, so our our guy, the the kind of founder of round two of Christian Sun Rugby Club because we did have a rugby club before but then it's not been we haven't had one for a number of years and then Biat actually turned up he you, he knows you Matt or he lived in Songdal or Vik or, or somewhere um, yeah and he, turned, he lived for like just outside of Songdal for a while yeah, yeah and he his story is he basically turned up to I think the Sand Rugby one year and was kind of like oh, what what's this again it was a touch tournament just turned up to that and just went this is awesome this is this is great let's I want to I want to carry on doing this and then he moved down to Christiansand and then just and then just started a rugby club down there and he had this was about a year ago I think and he had sort of three four people at training and it's just grown and grown from there and I turned up I mean I've got no I can't take any credit for anything that's happened in in Christiansand rugby club it's all been these guys and they've done an amazing job um and now it's you know we've got 50 members or something and we're we're looking to to join some actual official competitions and and see how and see how we go as a rugby club, but it's awesome, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he again, he did touch rugby, loved it. One just as is now obsessed with rugby. I think he knows more about rugby than I do, which uh, I don't think is hard. But he, for someone who's only been in it a year, I think he's he's doing great. But yeah, he made his debut. He made his debut as a. He's not young. He's not a young young man. But um, yeah, he made his his contact debut. He's done a few touch bits before, but he made his contact debut yesterday. He did really well. He did he did awesome? He didn't look. He didn't go backwards at all. He was. He did really well. Fantastic. Um, great. I, I think it'd be good to kind of wrap things up a little bit, but very quickly. So, for for Christian Sanjak, what's what's next on the calendar in terms of fixtures or tournaments or trainings or what, what's happening? Um, 
I don't know. I think I mean the, the snow rugby's been mentioned, but I don't know if if we've got um, enough time to kind of do that. I, again, we've got the the issue of in Christiansand this year. It's like the unprecedented snow and, and cold temperatures. So training outside has basically been impossible. Like the pitch has been frozen and all that kind of stuff. So again, like you said, getting numbers after before and after Christmas is quite difficult. So the end of March might be a stretch, but we've got some friendlies planned. I think uh, the guys from Sandness said that they'll come down and give us a game or we can go to them. The guys in Fastened again, we'll, we'll do stuff with them. And then we've got, we played Horton in a friendly last year, a 12, 12 on 12 game. So I th- hopefully we can do another one with them. Maybe do like a, unofficial cup Horton versus Christian Sun Cup and then we've got the development stuff in Horton the the tens we'll try and enter into that and then maybe maybe a sevens tournament if 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 we can get something one of the sevens tournaments we can turn up to um just depends who depends who we've got available and and depends what we can get done and then I think the youth we've done a, we've done quite a lot of stuff with the youth so we were in the youth tournament in in Horton. A few of our guys went to that. It was awesome. And then yeah, we've got Chris, obviously, who's in the under nineteens. But we'll have a few more. We'll have a few more youth stuff as well. So um, it's a really bright start. I'm really really impressed with everyone. Um, and hopefully, we've got a, enough of a base to kind of recruit some people and and maybe yeah, yeah. get in the league either in union or league. Don't know. Don't know yet. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Great. Well, yeah. Obviously. Uh... Keep uh, keep informing us with the progress throughout the season. Um, Adam, what about you, Stavanger? What's what's next on the agenda or the calendar? Yeah, so we uh, we've been, we've been training since uh, since the touch in Songdol. Um, official preseason starts tomorrow, which is good. Uh, so we'll be focusing on the sevens. But we've actually got a new tournament which we've we've set up with uh, Sandez and Hogerson, which is called the the Rogland Cup. So we're going to be playing uh, rugby league. Uh, against Sanders and Hogerson. So because of the proximity, which is good, we don't want the boys having to travel too much. So those guys which are not really built for sevens or not considered as, as sevens players can still be involved in this part of the season before the 15s. So we're going to have a home and away against Sanders, which essentially is two home games because it's only 14 kilometers down the road. And then a home and away against Hogerson and they'll do the same against each other. And then we'll, we'll have the Rogland Cup where league so what we're doing is we're kind of like simultaneously playing uh pre-season for sevens but the guys who won't be considered for the team will then play league on and a mixture um we're not going to the snow rugby just because of the calendar we we need to pick our um yeah we just got to be worth the squeeze sort of thing so we're going to focus on our funds elsewhere but uh yeah it's going to be look i'm looking forward to getting back into pre-season next next week which tomorrow which will be good um so yeah yeah it's all all, all gung ho after that yes yeah it looks like you need a bit of pre-season hey hang on i've lost seven kilos since second of january <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, much, how much did how much did you put on in the month, yeah. in the month of december? <laughs> 12, 12 uh, kilos added in december seven, taken seven off. kilos uh, taken away yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I, I, I came back from uh, so during the season, like after Latvia, I was about 100, 101, and then when I came back after Christmas, I was 105 and a half. I was like, God, <laughs> that was too much. So then I was like, I got to do something about this. But um, I'm down to 98 now. So I'm, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been, I've been, I've been training pretty hard to be honest, um, three or yeah. four times a week, and just sorted out my diet and stuff. So hopefully That's preseason. Good. 
I was just doing pre pre season because I know our pre season is absolutely brutal. But folks are sick and everything. But yeah, but what have you got going on, Ed? For uh, what's what's next on the cards for Blinden? Blinden uh, trainings. So we'll we'll start up again. I mean, some of us some of us are already training and um, on Tuesdays. But yeah, getting back into that, and then uh, we've got um, snow rugby in March, uh, which we are you know wanting to defend the trophy um no it'll be a good one in Lillehammer this year I think uh we've got I think we've got about 15 16 players signed up so it's looking it's looking pretty good um and then I think potentially we might have a preseason game against a team in uh, Sweden so we're still trying to organize that at the moment but uh yeah a, a good few things um I think we've got a couple of uh newish players coming in as well who look pretty good um so yeah i think it's just trying to now kind of build the momentum towards the sevens um and then obviously going into the 15s after the summer so yeah got quite a lot of stuff to look forward to nice. um yeah matt what about you in in songdal what, what's next on the on the rugby calendar for you guys um i guess the rugby league stuff when we come together as three clubs with Vikan and eldar and uh, we're not going to go to snow rugby uh, so yeah, I guess I guess it'd be kind of May or April whenever we have a game for rugby league is uh, injured Westland. But in Vic, we've got the NM sevens. Um, that's yep. no, no, sorry, that's moved to Voss. Yeah, it has uh, been, my yeah. apologies. So Mike, Mike's basically uh, shoved it onto Isak's plate. Um, so yeah, that's us really not really doing much we've got obviously about sand rugby festival um and then if in terms of union we'll probably link up with bergen for the players that want to play we're still in a position where we could enter a union team there's probably a likelihood that we could do some kind of tens or you say it was a 12 v 12 game that sounds interesting we're just listening to you all it's just made me realize there's obviously like kind of ad hoc things going on per club so I would guess for anyone listening, we should kind of reflect on that. Go, okay, we can do other bits and pieces if we need to. Ed, you just said about a team against a Swedish, a game against a Swedish team, which Rugland Cup, and, and Jack talked about various bits and pieces of Christian stand. I guess that's what we all need to do, really. A bit of agency and just organise your own things within the yeah. framework of the fixture calendar, which I know Ed lost his mind doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I won't get into that, um, but no, I think um, definitely. And you know, in Oslo, we're having Blinden are having a tens tournament in, I think, early June. So you know, that's something that you guys should definitely come down to, Matt. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things. I know it's a bit further for you guys, but we what we did last year, we we basically put a tens team into a competition in Sweden because it's only two or three hour drive. Obviously, it's a bit further for you guys, but you know, there's there's, there's things you can do. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to organize more things basically so take that away if you are still listening after an hour um, <laughs> but yeah i think that that's a, a pretty good place to, to finish it up um for, for this one so yeah great to have you all back matt great to have you on for the first time hopefully not the last or maybe maybe jack and adam think otherwise but it's completely fine <laughs> it's just been a bit too ginger and northern this podcast for me it's just i know look at it look yeah. at this screen yeah. of four half of it is ginger and northern the other half are like midlanders apparently 
Well, Ad, Adam, Adam's on the fence for both, I reckon. Northern and Ginger. He's uh, yeah. Yeah, a bit like my sexuality, really, but yeah, all good. <laughs> really, well, thanks a lot, gents. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Best of luck at pre-season tomorrow, Adam. And uh, yeah, speak soon. Take it easy, boys. Good to see Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye. Good to be back. Bye-bye.